0: The lack that I experienced in my, in my life was not because I was under attack of a devil, and it wasn't because I didn't believe God enough for it. It was a simple product of what I had thought.
1: How does our prayer life and our thought life connect? This week, we're continuing our conversation with Kyle Butler. The last time we talked with Kyle, it was just going so good we had to keep on talking. So this is part two of that conversation, where we get into talking about prayer, And i got to be honest, Kyle really challenged me on what I believed about prayer, and I cannot wait for you to hear it as well. We got into talking about how our prayers can become religious, what power does God even have through prayer in the first place, what does God's voice sound like in prayer, and how to disconnect from a religious mindset. This episode is chock full of goodness, so let's get right to it. We are for the
2: spiritual nomads, the outcasts the ones who desire to
1: ask the hard question. a shelter in the desert, a safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes,
2: and our dreams.
1: We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about about downsides.
2: We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part
1: of our tribe. We are brave. We are bold. We are the Reckless Pursuit.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. My name is Elaine.
1: And my name is Cody. And
2: you're listening to episode 105. And this week we are continuing our conversation with Kyle Butler.
1: Yes, and we're talking about prayer. Our conversation was going so good we had to keep on rolling. And guys, this episode is one of the most like packed full of goodness episodes that we have, I think, ever had on this show I loved so much of it. It's challenging, so stick with it. I encourage you to stick with it. And we just hit the ground running because we were already mid-conversation. So we're not going to take up too much time here, but just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so so far, go down there and ask to be a part of Nomads, a safe community for Christians to ask unsafe questions. We would love to have you a part of the conversation. And with that, let's get right to our conversation with Kyle about prayer.
0: I stopped praying a long time ago because it doesn't work. Mm. And I'm not gonna just offer up frugal words and just sit now and wait for something to happen. Mm. But what I've discovered, I heard Greg Braden say this once, and it just like really sparked me where I was going. He talked about, he, he loves to, to, to study and interact with indigenous people because he feels like people that are, that come from these indigenous communities, they're not influenced like we are you know they're they aren't under the the television or the news or this and that with all these things with the church like we've become and they've got some ancient wisdom that has just been passed down to them through the ages and so mm-hmm. there was this situation where he lived and there was no rain it would have been a drought in this area for some time so he he called up one of his his his, his you know his his friends who come from an indigenous community and he says you know I don't know what to do. People are suffering. There's no rain. Now, obviously people have been praying for rain clearly, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. believing God for rain, but nothing. So this man said to him, Hey, I'll come, you know, we'll we'll do this together. So he came over, you know, came to where Greg is and he, he went outside and and, kind of made this circle and he stood in the middle of the circle, took his shoes off and he just stood there and kind of like, you know, in a place of like he's he's experiencing something. So after this was all over, Greg said, do you mind me asking, what did you do? And he said, I just got in a place and I just began to imagine the rain falling down on me. And I connected with that feeling. And he said, because if I say send rain because we have no rain, the universe is not going to know how to interpret that because the universe doesn't know lack. The universe says there's rain all around. What are you talking about? There's no rain. I don't know how to connect with what you're saying. But he said, I envisioned it raining in abundance. A couple days later, it started raining. And it rained mm-hmm. and rained and rained and rained. And Greg calls this guy up because now it's are starting to, to get a little out of control with the rain. He says, it won't stop raining. And the guy laughs and says, well, I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> i only know how to get stuff answered
1: (laughs) so something that i had i love how like all these conversations are conversations Mm -hmm. i've literally had this week yes i was we were driving into town last night uh we were going to visit my grandmother who's in the hospital right now and i was literally thinking she's okay just like backstory um if you follow elaine and us you know any amount of time like uh like elaine was in the hospital with kidney infections twice Mm-hmm. And, like, right when we first got married, and then she was in the hospital again. Two
2: summers ago. Yeah.
1: Uh, with, like, she had an allergic reaction to her antibiotic. They thought she had. Um, medically
2: induced meningitis.
1: Yeah, that she had medically <laughs> induced. Like, I
2: thought I was dying. Like, literally. Like, yeah, it was so we were bad. in there
1: for, like, six days. And, like, it was just, it was, like, a mess. So, like, we're all too, sadly, too familiar with, like, kidney infection and all that. And, like, it kind of, like, spurred this memory. Like, oh, my grandmother has a kidney infection. Like, she's in the hospital. The same hospital that Elaine was at the first time. And. And, like, of course, mentally, we're like a, through that season, like, right? Like, we went through that, we had to endure that or whatever. And, like, obviously, Elaine's here. We're, yes. we're, healthy, better, like, we're thriving. healthy, we're well. <laughs> and, like, we're sitting there talking about it. And, like, so every night, I have this prayer. And this is something that God has been dealing with me, which I want to get to that whole aspect in a second of, like, the difference in, like, hearing from God versus prayer and, like, what all this looks like in this, that dichotomy there. But I have this, like, prayer that I say and it's this like little it's um, it's it's religious it's an extremely religious prayer that i have adopted because i adopted it in a season whenever i was begging god to heal my wife and so i adopted this i rebuke sickness i rebuke kidney infections i rebuke you know bacterial infections like it's very strategically rebuking all these things and i do this every night religiously if i don't do it i feel in my spirit that something's gonna attack her because I didn't say my little hex prayer over her to protect her. And I'm just being straight honest about that. And I was telling her this last night and I was like, Elaine, I feel like I have to do this. And if it brings me joy and comfort, I don't see an issue with that. But at this point, I'm giving, like I'm rebuking something that's not even there. And if you're rebuking something that's not even there, aren't you really just inviting it? That's like me hiring some, like me walking into our business that we run here. We edit podcasts for a living, right? And so it's like me walking into my office that we're sitting in right now, which is in our house, and going, you know, Karen, I rebuke you in the name of the Lord. You're fired for embezzling in my company. There's no Karen that works for us. I have no idea who this Karen is. If I called up some random Karen out of the phone book, she'd be like, who on earth are you? Never call me again, you creep, and hang up on me in reality, all I'm doing is giving light to something that's not there. And I could be speaking so much more positive. I could be speaking of the health, the life, the wellness, the the abundance, the joy and all that that we have right now. And I don't have issues with rebuking something that's there, right? If someone busted up in my home, I'd be like, get out of my house. <laughs> but I, that's like me sitting there every night saying like, if anyone's like anywhere in this world is planning on busting up in my house, I rebuke you. Are they going to hear that? No. Like I'm literally inviting something. and I don't Like we get these prayers where we start attacking things. And I I felt, I told you, I'm like, I'm guilty of this because I have made something religious and I'm so against it, but I've done it because I feel like if I don't, it's like this thing that I have to do. Uh, And I've just turned it into an idol. And just to use like churchy terms there, right? Like, or uh, another way is like, I've become obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And so what, a, What a, I love what you're saying is like, you just stand and you're like, I just accept the rain, the positive, but I don't know how to turn it off, right? <laughs> like, you know abundance so well, you know that the blessing so well that there is no off switch. I, I just, I don't know what, being your background in ministry and then coming into this mindset, what what can you kind of say to that idea?
0: I'll tell you a story. Uh, I met a, a young lady at a church that, um, uh, I was visiting and I was connected to the family. And so, you know, I was in the church service with them once and uh, you know, she announced that she had cancer. Um, So of course the church went to rally around her in prayer. And then I was visiting again and you know, this service she had said, God had healed me. So I thought, wow, what a coincidence. I was in the service where she announced it and then I'm in the service where she is announcing she's been healed. True story, I'm back for a third time and she's testifying that the cancer has come back. Well, while on the on this visit, they say to me, Hey, Pastor Powell, do you want to go with us over to her house? We're going to pray with her and so on and so forth. Now, this is back in 2009, 2010, where I'm still strongly connected to the word of faith. I'm still believing that, Hey, God's word has power. You speak it over your life, nothing can, can stop its power from happening. You get it inside of you, you, you speak it. That cancer can't survive in this environment of god's word and i'm i'm you know in this in the hood we have this term i'm dead ass you know i'm just this is just this, this is going to work i'm telling you i'm looking her in her eyes with love and compassion because i sincerely and strongly believed it well a few years went by and and i, I happened to be now here because i'm i was here for a little bit longer of a period of time and word came that she had died from the cancer and i was pretty messed up by that and i started thinking how much does it take for one person to believe if someone is suffering and pain hurting how much belief does it take to say i don't want to hurt anymore how much belief does it take to say okay if if you say i'm healed i'll believe that because i don't want to hurt anymore and that's really what sent me questioning the pattern that we had that we had established said that this is what you've got to do You know, and in my mind, I tried to rationalize it like I had before. Well, maybe she just didn't believe enough. Maybe she said she believed on the outside, but inside there was a whole lot of doubt. And then again, I heard, well, how much does it take for someone to believe they don't want to hurt anymore? I I would think that's a real easy belief. Yeah, I don't want to hurt anymore. I'm sorry here. Look, I've been been poor financially. I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to do that no more. I know that right away. I don't, I, I don't have to believe much for that. I, look, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is real easy. I mean, been here, done that. Don't want it anymore. You know? So that really sent me down that path of thinking. And I, I discovered for me, look, I need to get away from the traditional way I've been taught. The, the, you know what you're saying, Cody, I need to get away from that because to me it doesn't work. I need to get away from this. If I just quote this, It'll work. I need to get away from that. And I need to get to a place where I find real answers. I want real answers. I want real solutions because I need them for me. And I want to be able to share with other people hey, this is better. And this journey started with me in this regard. Well, it furthered me when I ran across Dr. Joe Dispenza. And here's this man who has no churchy background, wasn't talking about Jesus wasn't talking about God, had gotten to a horrible, horrible bicycle accident. An accident so bad where they said you need this very, very intensive surgery. That's only a few people can do it successfully. And you know, your life expectancy after this surgery is gonna be pretty poor. Now he was a chiropractor at the time. So he knew it. He knew the situation he was in. But he said he was he was laying down one day and he just thought what created this body? Where did I come from? There has to be a power and an energy and a source that made this body, can repair this body. And he began to make the connection between his mind and his physical body. And from his story, in eight months, no surgery, he was completely healed. He said, I did nothing but think of myself as being healed. I didn't, and it wasn't easy, it wasn't easy right? I, I made the comment of, I don't want to be poor anymore. I don't want to struggle financially. I still struggle with thoughts of lack. I'm, I'm programming myself to get out of lack thinking totally, to think nothing but abundance, to think nothing but increase, to think nothing but you know uh, uh, plenty all around me. And I realized something. The lack that I experienced in my, in my life was not because I was under attack of a devil. And it wasn't because I didn't believe God enough for it. It was a simple product of what I had thought because I grew up mm-hmm. in an environment of lack. And subconsciously, I was programmed with lack thoughts, lack imagination, and my life produced exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But when I became consciously aware of what I was thinking, I set a path to try to change it, to change the subconscious programming. Now, to me, I think it's more like God to say, I'm going to put in every human being the ability." To create a life out of what they think. Because not everyone's going to go to church. So I can't center it around that. Not everyone's going to be a Christian. So I I can't center it around that. Not everyone's going to read the Bible. I I can't make that the requirement. Not everyone's going to love me. I can't make that the requirement either. But I've got to put something in every single human being to level the playing field so that all of humanity can enjoy the fullness of life. By doing one simple thing. And for me, if prayer is anything, prayer is coming into a place where you have your thoughts and your feelings coming together on one common thought in the same temple. And to me, that's what Jesus was saying when he said, If you say to this mountain, be ye removed. What's taken out of the modern day Bibles is. Uh, some some phrases and and words that were in earlier translations and it says literally what I just said when you take thought and feeling and merge them together in the temple then you will have what you say and it shall be so you know that's where I am I think this way is far more productive and I know sometimes again like you said earlier Cody we're looking for an answer or an enemy. Um, I'm not saying, you know, and this is really tricky. So please don't get me wrong. You that are out there listening and maybe going through some really tough stuff right now, this is really tricky. And I don't want you to think that I'm saying it's your fault. Like you did this to yourself. So get out of it yourself. I'm not, I'm not saying it to you that way directly to offend you. If you know, if you think that, but what I am saying is nothing was causing my lack outside of what I was thinking subconsciously. The problem is I wasn't, I wasn't aware of the subconscious program of lack. So that reinforces for me that, as Jesus said, don't you remember you are God. You have the ability to make your life. That's kind of where I am. And I don't know if I, if I got really to the answer there, but um, I just wanted to add that because it's changed, it's changed me drastically in that regard.
1: I love all of that, and it's something that I have been, and I, I guess, like, I want to preface this is like, if prayer, like, the the way of praying, of, like, the traditional church way of, like, our Father, you know, who art in heaven, like, pray, like, this type of mentality, if that's something you need, yes. I feel like that is a gateway into this understanding. Yes. I feel yeah. like it is that, to go back to what Elaine was, you know, referencing in our last episode of, like, that is that that spiritual milk, in essence, is, like, yeah. here's the law. And then you learn the freedom of it after that, like you have that foundation. And I feel like there is that, but we've taken it to this like war mentality. And I think that, um, you know, you can call it law of attraction. You can call it, uh, you know, faith of a mustard seed. You can call it any of these things, but it's all the same basic principles God put into the foundation of the earth.
2: I was gonna say for me, it's a process. You have the mindset, you have your thoughts, and then you have meditation. You have the action and dwelling on what you are wanting to create, and then you have the manifestation. You are speaking life into whatever it is. And I just feel like it, it's a process. You can't just auto- automatically say, "Okay, well, here's this. I believe it, so it should be done." Like there's time and effort and and passion that has to go into it. Thought life, like you have to take it day by day, and I I feel like eventually you'll get to that point of just standing there and then it just starts raining um, for whatever that looks like for you specifically, but it's a process, and I feel like a lot of people are scared of that process. Well,
1: and I want to really add to this, too. I'm thinking about, like, oh, well, the renewing of your mind and all that. I think of, like, the thing we speak about in church, like, oh, when you just get to heaven, there'll be no more crying, no more tears, no more bad thoughts, everything's just happy, hunky-dory all the time. Like everyone's on Xanax and (laughs) like, I just, I I think about that and I'm like, but what does that look like? If Jesus said heaven on earth, well, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Well, that must mean the renewing of your mind has to look something like a a removal of these things negative things that hold us back. Right.
2: Walking in that abundance. Like,
1: and, and I had the same thought. I mean, I'm, I'm working through that. Lord, if there's anyone on earth saying they're not working through that at some point, they're probably lying or they're just, they know something more than I know. Let me tell you <laughs> that. But like, you know, there's like, I, I'm the same way, like with business and stuff like that. I realized how much I was getting in my own way all the time. Mm-hmm. And like Jesus said, you had the faith of a mustard seed. Well, what does that faith even mean, right? What is what is faith? What is and that can that's a whole other can of worms we don't have to get yeah. into right now. But like, <laughs> you start looking of like you start removing these these little barriers, and it's amazing what the mind can do. It's amazing what it means. What Christian means? Little Christ. It means we are God reincarnate, right? We're we're literally like Jesus. You will do these things and greater. And I think that that's so much of it is like okay. I'm getting out of my own way. I've got to lay these, like we call it laying it down on the altar, right? Well, maybe laying it down on the altar is more or less like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to let Satan control me. And I think we took this idea that we once had, right? And then our superstitions, which is like what happens. We we make things religious and law. We go from law to grace and we're going back to law. <laughs> and so... uh, we kind of take these things and we're like, you know what? Oh, well, this Satan, that's a good villain. But in all in all in all, all that is is limiting belief. It's mm-hmm. that limiting mindset. And I love all that. I love what you're saying and it challenges me because the the verbiage is different to say like you don't have to have this open dialogue that's challenging because mm-hmm. it makes the the Christian boy and you go like <gasps> you know, it just makes you clench your cheeks a little bit, you know.
0: <laughs> hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Oh, I don't want the spirit to spite me over here. (laughs) Oh, man. But I just, I want to talk a little bit because you had mentioned, um, specifically you had mentioned hearing from God in your sleep. And I feel like that's, we kind of bundle all these things together. How is that different from prayer? What is the difference in hearing from God? What does God say? Like there's this whole other can of worms. I'll just kind of let you rabbit. I think you know what direction I'm going with that. So I'm just going to let you roll with it.
0: I tell people all the time, people ask me that question. You always say, God told you, God told you, God told you. Now I don't I don't wanna sound spooky, okay? I'm not saying God told me what shirt to wear today or you know what time to leave the house or when to use the restroom. I'm not, you know, cause that stuff turns me off. I mean, get spooky yeah. about it. <laughs> but I've lived a life from a young child. I just would hear what I now understand to be God speaking inside of me. So to me it's very familiar, you know. And and I used to I used to, well when I got again, when I got saved and got religious that voice kind of stopped because the, the, the programming was the training was you go you lay before God and you wait you don't say anything you wait for God to talk and so you would do that you be would down there and five minutes ten minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes you fall asleep you wake up and say God I'm so sorry I fell asleep did you say anything please I'm so sorry you know and you try to go a little longer till you heard something and that really just pissed me off to be honest with you because Again, somebody like me, I'm like God. What the? What you playing hide and seek for? Don't you yeah. see me down here waiting? What you waiting for? <laughs> you know that that was me. So that that kind of turned that off a little bit. And then when I woke up out of that fog, then again I, I was able to freely hear. Now I believe God is always talking because God is inside of us. And a lot of people are questioning. Well, that God was at me. Was that the devil? Your common sense is probably your God talking to you. Your voice of reason is probably your God talking to you. What's challenging your belief system is probably your version of God talking to you. Anything that is bringing you peace or trying to, even if it seems scary at first, trying to take you somewhere, that's probably your voice of God. So we do hear God's voice all the time. We just may not label it that way. I think to me, God's voice sounds a whole lot like mine. You know, I don't hear a, pile. Oh, I want to talk to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> let me, am, I, am I okay? <laughs> I know I was just doing something. I had no business, but you, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. Let me clean up. How am on my shot. go oh, low blow. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right. It's not that kind of voice. It's just, you know, you just hear it. Um, you know, I want to say that every post I write for the most part is an inspired word that I hear. A question will hit my mind and it's really how I used to preach a lot. I would get a thought and from that thought, I would just run with it. So, and it always sounded like me, uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was distinctive enough to know that it was God, but it just sounded like me. It was in my reason. It was in my logic. It was in my understanding. So I think everyone is hearing from God all the time because God is in us speaking from within us. We just are so afraid sometimes to say it is because I think the the image has been cast in our minds. The voice came down from heaven saying, this is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. And that's not how this works. You know, it's internal. It's you. There is no other you but spirit. So let's... You know we really probably should should address that one day as a body you know there's not the Holy Spirit you Jesus and maybe some devil all living in the same <laughs> same house mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah <laughs> you know was that you Lord was that the Holy Spirit was that <laughs> me or was that the devil I don't know mm-hmm. man
1: <laughs> maybe it was Gabriel
0: <laughs> maybe was that you Gabriel <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I think that's where like the verse pray without ceasing. I I feel like that's what that means. If like you're talking to God, you're talking to other people that that's continuous. There's always conversation. There's always people um, speaking into other people's lives. And I I feel like that's where we can take that verse of if it's continuous, like prayer doesn't stop just because nobody's talking or no, you can't hear anything. That doesn't mean the conversation stops.
1: Well, and to add to that, I I think that You know, this is something, something else. The whole reason we're going to start talking about prayer is like, why does God need my permission? Like if he's the almighty, if he's this big, you know, this almighty creator, like going to healing and talking about that. Cause I mean, I get that too, of like, my mother was an alcoholic till the day she drank herself to death. I have prayed for her and prayed for her. You know, I remember her telling me she thought she was possessed with demons and me casting them out in the, you know, while she's laying in the bathroom floor, like as a kid, like, of course I grew up in church. Like, uh, you know, I was a pastor. I was all that. And I'm like, well, why can I not rebuke this thing? Like, why can I not get this thing out of her? Well, because God isn't waiting on my permission to do that. She has that control and we can call it free will, or maybe because she's God over her life in in, in a, in a, a little bit of an instance there. Like God gave her that ability to govern herself the same way. Like, Whenever I feel like, oh, I need to pray for someone, I need to do something for someone, is God asking for me to ask God to ask him to do something? No. It's it's just simply of God saying, like, hey, I gave you this, use it. You have that. You are Christ. You are a little Christ. Go and take this. Go and do. And you have that ability innately. It's put into it. And like what you were saying with the voice, it may sound a lot like, You know, Kyle, or it may sound a lot like Cody, or it may sound a lot like Elaine, but that's because that's the voice God programmed in us. And in the essence of it, uh, how do you tell the difference? Well, I think a lot of it is, is it bearing good fruit in your life? You know, that's what the fruit of the Spirit is. If it's bearing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control, that's God. But I feel like we're so scared of missing the mark or Mm. sinning, literal, you know, literal definition. We're so scared of missing the mark that we're scared to act on anything. And in reality, it's pretty easy to tell the difference. Is If it's bearing positive things, if it is bearing uplifting things, then that is God in essence. Because all, like talking about sin here, using air quotes there again, like the idea of missing the mark, all it can do is manipulate truth. Yeah. But everything boils back to truth. It does. It and does. I think whenever we take, take away all of these, am I missing it? Am I doing this wrong? And, and in Christianity, and, and I think – I'm pretty certain you'll agree with this. Uh, we All we do is focus on negative.
0: Yeah,
1: We are sure. so focused sure. on the negative that we can't see the pot. We're so focused, like, you know, the whole keep the candle burning business. We're so focused on trying to shed off the darkness that we don't even take time to look at light.
0: Yeah,
1: We don't even take time to look at, like, there is no such thing as darkness in the first place. There's only measures of light.
2: When you focusing, like, on the enemy or, like, on the devil, on Satan, we're still giving him or that mindset, that mindset mindset power. We're not focusing on the goodness of God. We're not focusing on the goodness of ourselves. We're still like, okay, you can't talk about this because this will happen. Well, you're giving life to
0: that. Yeah. Back to the prayer thing, you know, Mm and thinking it's good. When did Jesus ever pray up to God for something? When did Jesus ever pray for someone to be healed in the traditional way we do? Father, in the name of Jesus, you said in your word somewhere in Psalms that You sent your word and you healed us. Now, in the name of the Father, do it now, God. Do it now. I I command it to be done. When did he ever pray in the way we pray? Now, when you say that to people, I hope to spark the thought wait a minute. He never did. Never did. Never did pray that way. Never prayed the way we pray, the way we've been taught to pray. But we're totally convinced that this is what we got to keep doing. We see. Horrible results as far as the statistics go. And like you said, Cody, does God really need to be asked to do something good? You know, Cody, if you've got to be asked by Elaine to love her every day, dude, again, you're going to get divorced. It just is. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm not trying I'm better to. Yet. I'm not... <laughs> if I went to Elaine, I'm like, hey, Elaine, ask me to love you. Yeah, bring it yeah, on. Ask I'm me very, to love ask you. Ask me to love you. What? You don't do it naturally? <laughs>
2: Well, and I don't think love needs permission. I think you just love.
0: Exactly. So if love needs no permission, and if love has already placed everything humanity needs in abundance by the universe for us to flow and enjoy this journey, then love has done its job. It's where we hold the error of how to connect to what's here, i.e. the religious interpretations, i.e. the... Doctrine, the theology. This person says, do it this way. This person says, do it this way. This person says, believe like this. This person says, believe like that. And we've got all these scattered opinions. But love has done its job. Love has done its job in abundance. Love says, in, in, in the in the in the heart and understanding of love, there's no lack. There's no sickness. There's no distress. There's no pain. There's nothing in this in this in this mecca of love. And it's here, it's been here, it will always be here. And what we need to do is learn how to connect to it. And a lot of times for people like us that grew up under a religious mindset, we have to disconnect from that religious mindset to tap into that which is already present. If I need God to be asked to do something for me, then I lose faith in that God. I lose faith in that love. I lose faith in that power. Why do I have to ask? Why do I have to consider why do I have to petition again? We never saw Jesus asking. We just saw him connecting people to the truth within that was inside of them. You're not blind, you can see. I can see no one's ever told me that before. Yeah, you can see How about you just open your eyes? You know what matter of fact, let me do a little something here you know now, okay, since you needed something to kind of. Uh, oh, oh, countless stories. You're not dead, you're only sleeping. You're not a dirty, wretched, nasty prostitute, rejected, totally depraved human being, your beloved daughter, my beloved sister. Oh, you're precious, precious, you know now, go and don't believe you're totally depraved. You're totally rejected. You're no good. Don't believe that anymore. Oh okay. So, I mean, what would we have done right? We come up to the young lady, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that prostitute spirit out of you. (laughs) In the name of Jesus, be whole. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus. And then how do you feel? Well, in that moment, you probably feel great. In that moment. But this Mm -hmm. prayer has told you nothing about your truth. This, Mm -hmm. This prayer didn't look you in your eye and point you to your truth within you. Oh, it sounded good. And it probably felt good emotionally, but it didn't speak to your truth. And if we take, we should be taking anything from the example Jesus left us or showed us is how did he do it? And if we can be honest about that, I think we'll start seeing the results he did. Or as you said, Cody, the greater than these shall you do.
1: Yeah. And I love what you just said there specifically because I'm thinking of like, what would the church's response to that be, right? I was like, oh, well, if you don't pray healing over them, if they don't get delivered from it, they're just going to fall back into their old ways. Or if you don't make an active change, like you can't believe you're great and then keep doing your sin. Like that's the kind of the traditional reaction. But if you truly believe that you're no longer a filthy rag prostitute, you're not going to do what that mentality, that mindset does. You're broken from that mindset. Mm-hmm. If I no longer believe I'm a wretched, disgusting sinner – I'm not gonna go around sinning anymore. Mm. If I no longer believe I'm a perpetual liar or a porn addict or uh, you know, like, you know, whatever these things are, that mentality, if you don't believe that about yourself anymore, why would you go back to it? Mm. You know, I don't believe that uh I am a dog. So I don't behave like a dog. I don't know, <laughs> that's a stupid analogy, but you get what I'm saying. Like you're that. only you're gonna act your mentality. And so I think that we're scared of saying that because like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, there's got to be action because we're that's we're an action based society. Once again, going back to that, we've got to have some kind of fulcrum there, like this Eastern mindset of like, think, therefore you are is just scary as like, Mm -hmm. I'll get out to us. But in all honesty. That was Jesus. The woman didn't even have to talk. The woman with you know, the issue of blood, the woman who had really bad period problems comes up and she's like bleeding profusely. She's filthy in the eyes of that society. She's an outcast. She's not supposed to be leaving her home, right? She's supposed to be in a corner in her house because she's not allowed to leave because she's deemed unworthy. She don't even have to talk to Jesus. And like Her faith made her well. Her mindset changed her. She didn't even need that. It's just that action of like, I touch this. I don't, if I can touch that robe, I'll no longer be this. And she touched that. And sometimes maybe we do need that. I'm not saying there's not people out there that don't need that. Like, I really need this prayer because it helps them break that mindset. But if we're just praying to rebuke something and not actually breaking mindsets, Mm -hmm. that's all what it's about. The big fancy showmanship prayers and have, if you boil it back down to what it used to be, it's all about breaking mindsets.
0: Mm-hmm. It's all yep.
1: about your faith Bingo. setting you free. Bingo. I love it. Kyle, oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Kyle, if you had a question you could ask someone that would help spur on the idea that they can think for themselves, what question would you ask them to get them thinking?
0: I probably would ask them, what troubles them about God? That'd probably be the question I would ask them. What What troubles you about God? And you know and, and then of course be willing to listen not with ears of, of judgment but with ears of objectivity and and i would encourage that person to say okay well ask within yourself why do you why do you think that way and and i think if if you know when i was out preaching on a sunday basis and traveling and ministering at churches when i started breaking free from some of the religious dogma i would say to the church because in in a, especially and again i hate labels but you know because we, you know, for illustration purposes, sometimes it's hard to use words without making it seem like you're labeling something. Sure. But in the black church, particularly, boy, we we love our emotionalism, right? And we love our God is good all the time. Praise God, hallelujah. You know, and it's 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 not challengeable to what they're actually saying. But to the same people who says God is good all the time, they're believing God for a better life and their life is in chaos. They believe in God for better relationship and their relationship is in chaos. They believe in God for better finances and their finances in chaos. And, and they believe God for these things and they believe if they keep doing certain things, God will one day provide them what they are believing God for because God is good all the time. So I used to say this to them, let me ask you a question. Now pretend for a moment, God is not gonna hear your answer, okay? I just want you to be honest to your core. Do you really believe God is good all the time? Now again, this is this is this is based on the premise that they believe that God will help them, change them, fix them, bless them, yada yada yada. Do you really believe God is good all the time? And overwhelmingly, people would say no, because I know I didn't. You know, I was told if you believe God for financial breakthrough, you'll get it. Okay, well, God, my lights are cut off. You know, we're little kids. We're in the house. We got no lights. We got no food. We've been praying we've been believing so this is one of those times where yeah you're not so good all the time so you know because again they they pattern everything back to god so if this is happening god is causing it if it's not happening god is not letting it happen yet so i would ask that question overwhelmingly most people say i'm honest i'd say no well now let's look at it let's look at what it is that is is causing you to think if you do certain things and god is going to do certain things in return so i would use that as a, as a kind of break the ground and i would say i'm not talking against prayer i'm not talking against worship i'm not talking against the things we do but the problem is we've done these things believing that if we do it a good god is going to rain down upon us good things so i, I would just ask them that what troubles you about god because i'm really asking what's troubling you about the god you understand or the God that you think is, what's troubling you about that? And um, and I think that that'll lead them to a place of beginning to ask more questions inside. And show them it's okay to ask that question.
1: Kyle, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for all of I mean, it. It's been super good. It, <laughs> super I don't deep, even know how long heavy. we've been going out, but I'm loving it, man. Uh, Kyle, where can people come and like find you? I know you do Facebook Lives and stuff like yep. that. And you got a lot going on with all that. So I'd love for people to be able to get connected because everything you put out is just like, I, I I love everything you say. Yes. So uh,
0: I'm not on TikTok, so I didn't know that. I've heard it, but I don't even know <laughs> what that is, and I'm I'm curious. You guys have made me curious. I'm gonna go find out on TikTok, <laughs> but I've been hearing some things about it lately. Uh, but I'm not on TikTok. I am on Instagram, but I have very small presence. Um, Twitter very small presence. I'm mostly on Facebook, so you can find me there. Kyle Butler. I think the tagline or the name is Kyle LB23. I think. If you type that in, you, you, I think that's how you get to me. If not, just look for this. You probably won't see anyone as dark as me with the name Kyle yeah. Butler. So just look for my face. You'll we'll find link it in the yeah. show notes yeah. too. Yeah.
1: So yeah. they can just scroll down and <laughs> click the button. It'll make it easy.
0: And uh, now for those of you that will do this, don't get thrown off by my current trend of post because right now I'm in this whole, let's challenge what we really think we understand. Let's challenge what we really think we believe uh, kind of thing. Just keep scrolling. You'll see some of the good, really stuff. <laughs> um you know my my approach is simple um it it's love, and I don't think I'm right, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think I know anything more than you, and I don't think what I understand is better than your understanding so I'm just a presenter I'm just presenting an idea, a thought, a view, an opinion, and you can do with it what you will. if it resonates with you, cool if it doesn't resonate with you, that's cool too. It totally is and I'm. I will dialogue with you with the utmost respect always. And if you decide to call me names, I'll still dialogue with you with the utmost respect. Probably be a short dialogue, but I'll dialogue yeah. nonetheless.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> because uh, people just need love, and they we all want love, and people want to be able to express themselves, and I don't mind your expression. So. Um, I love to connect with you guys. I love to connect with new people. I, I try to keep space open for new friends that want to come in and connect. I know that there's a rising number of, number of people who are breaking away from tradition and fundamental Christianity and a lot of the modern day teachings that we've come to understand. This just doesn't cut it. And there's some people out here, Cody and Elaine, are two of them as well, that are just putting stuff out just to hopefully spark a thought. We're not telling you what to think. We're just encouraging you to think. So come join us.
1: Absolutely. And thinking is good. Kyle, thank (laughs) you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Kyle, thank you again for coming on, for sharing so much, even longer than we originally intended to record and just taking the time to just pour your heart out. You are honestly one of our favorite people online, and we are grateful that you were willing to come and chat with us here on the show Everyone, if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to grab a screenshot of it and share it on social. Make sure to tag us, tag Kyle, go make sure to find him, and we'll give you a shout out. We would love to uh just get to know you over there as well. And the best place to do that, of course, is in Nomads. We mentioned at the beginning. Go down there, click and ask to be a part. We would love to have you. And last but certainly not least, if you would not mind, can you please go down there and leave us an honest review? That helps us know what you guys love, how to improve, and especially helps all those passing by know what the show is about. We love you guys. And as always, be brave. Be bold. And be reckless. We'll We'll talk talk soon. soon.